Hey, Rod. Were you going this to bank? I've got about 20 seconds on the show here. Okay, thanks. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Maglite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems. Monday morning, guys, 9 o'clock, Central, 10, eh? morning. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, we are going to go ahead and begin our media availability. We are now joined by Jake Finch, the winner of the General Tire 125. Jake, can you talk to us a little bit about what this win means for you? Yeah, yeah, it really means a lot to me and everybody at Venerini Motorsports, obviously. And, and uh, my dad, James, is uh, obviously super pumped. So um, really cool to be able to do that and bring the, the uh, Bird and Phoenix back into victory lane, especially here at Dover. So uh, really excited for the opportunity with Venerini Motorsports and excited for the rest of the year. Awesome. Does anyone have any questions? We will start in the back with uh, Davey, and then we'll go to Zach. Hey, Jake, Davey Siegel with SiriusXM. Congratulations. Uh, where are you going to put Miles? Uh, well, I missed prom tonight, um, so prom was supposed to be today, um, so I missed that. So I got a prom after party to go to, so I plan on bringing this with me. <laughs> Take care of him. Um, at the end there, I mean, you guys got a little bit physical. You, you rubbed a little bit, but you raced hard. You raced clean. Were you expecting anything more out of Landon there, or did you think that it was pretty fair game that whatever went went? No, I actually I thought he did a really good job, um, honestly. Uh, when he – Blew by me on the restart when I kind of was uh, started second. I was kind of surprised to see him kind of go by me. You know, I, I've never really raced against him. He's a West guy. But um, obviously they brought a really good car, did a really good job. And uh, I knew he was going to be somebody to mess with on that restart with the green-white checkered. So, um, honestly, I didn't think he would hold with me all the way down the backstretch, uh, just the restarts we've had and how good we've been all day. Um, and was really surprised. And, and I felt like I just did the job that I needed to do to be able to clear him off four. So, uh, he did a really good job, everybody at his team, and um, super excited to be in victory lane. We'll go to Zach in the middle. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Um, first of all, congrats on, congrats on the win. Um, <laughs> what was your takeaway from running here? Um, obviously, this place is a lot different than any other racetrack, so what was your experience just uh, making laps here? Yeah, um, I was actually kind of a little excited about no practice or qualifying. Um, sometimes I feel like with my – I kind of have a lack of experience in, to- in general. Um, I grew up playing baseball, and a lot of people, due to my dad's uh, um, surroundings and racing, obviously think I've been around for a while, and I, I really haven't. You know, I started racing when I was like 13 or something like that and kind of threw away baseball after that because kind of thought of the, the end goal, right? And so now that's obviously what I love to do, 
And um, so I feel like sometimes I dial myself out in some of those instances. But uh, Shannon Rush and everybody at the, the 20 team really instilled a lot of confidence in me from the beginning of the week all the way up until now and told me I was going to win. Like, they weren't really hesitant about it. And it was kind of weird to me for how much confidence they had because they, like, told me I was going to win. And I was like, all right. And so um, just a little nervous to ex go execute because everybody's uh, expectations are super high. But it was uh, super fun to be able to go out there and, and get it done. Are there any other questions for Jake? All right. Congratulations. Thanks Thank for joining us. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglight Show, doing double duty this weekend at Dover, driving for Emerlin Gates Motorsports in the number 53 Ford, J.C. McLaughlin. C.J. McLaughlin, how are you doing, C.J.? Doing good, guys. How are you? Man, C.J., let's just back up a little bit from last weekend. Ended up 13th, which was a good run, but C.J., Describe some of the mayhem that you witnessed in the front. Uh, witnessed or just drove through? I mean, I didn't even know that Daniel Hemmerich uh, flipped over there. Um, so that was uh, when I got out of the car and they're like, did you see the car flipping? I had no idea, you know, because I was trying to avoid cars on the low side coming out of four. But uh, it was a wild race. And then watching tires bounce around from Blaine, uh, Blaine Perkins, I'm glad he's all right. And I'm glad everyone's all right. Uh, and then we're all able to walk out on their own power, you know, it was, it was a big thing. So it was uh, it was a pretty crazy race. Some of the, most of the accidents didn't need to happen, you know. Uh, like Tony Stewart says, if we didn't wreck them all, why are we even out there? So, <laughs> so uh, TJ, what was your pit, uh, your pit strategy and your strategy for the for Talladega? Because it's, it's kind of different from anything else. Yeah, we took two left sides on the first stage and then uh, – then we picked up a vibration. I think I split some tires coming to pit, and then um, we ended up doing four tires the second stage, and then just gas and goes, um, and trying to pack as much gas in there uh, to survive those green-white checkers that we had going on. Um, but that was kind of it, you know, kind of basic, nothing, nothing too crazy, you know. Um, you know, we were sitting top ten with the green-white checkers, and then. Uh, Shuffled all the draft with, with the white flag and then came back into it, stuck it three wide, uh, you know, coming through the trial and then just caught up in the in the wreck that was Brett Moffitt and uh, Gary Smithley there. So it's so a pretty big bummer to wreck a car, you know, when we were 500 feet from the uh, start finish line and we're going to have a good finish. But it's, uh, it is what hey, it did you ever get shuffled into the middle of the pack? Because, man, when you get in that middle pack, it's like you're in reverse, isn't it? Yeah, down the back stretch, uh, actually, I got shuffled to the middle, and we had a good run. You know, it's kind of hit, like hitting warp speed. Uh, but in the corners, it just drags you back. So um, it, it's tough because sometimes the middle works, sometimes the middle doesn't. Most of the time, what you see on TV is when the middle is not working, coming into one and two, and you're just getting shuffled back. But Sometimes the back stretch of the air kind of just pulls you along. So, um, yeah, I, I get pulled back a couple times. So, uh, CJ, how do you feel about the overtimes in a race uh, like Talladega? Yeah, I understand it from a fan's point of view. You know, I am a one. I know it's like, exciting, and you watch. Out there that are just being smashed to pieces. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can understand it, but it's uh, it's tough. It's 
it's tough to be in the, in the driver's seat, uh, hope, you know, hoping for the best and knowing that it's going to come out the worst. Exactly. So fast forward here, you're at Dover this week, double duty. Uh, back in the ARCA car for, uh, I guess that's going to be after the Xfinity race. Yeah, which is a bummer because I, I signed up for this ARCA race hoping to get a couple more laps before I jumped in the Xfinity. This is my first time at Dover. So uh, I signed up for the ARCA race just to get a little more familiar with the racetrack. Um, have they officially said that it's going to be after the Xfinity race, or is that what you're just predicting? I, now, Kyle, I can answer that because I was thinking that I, I was thinking like you. Wow, he's getting seat time before he jumps into the Xfinity car. But uh, I'm not really sure. Hopefully for you, it, it's the ARCA series is before. It, it is there. It was at Talladega. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got my fingers crossed for. So yeah, just trying to get a little more seat time to be a little more prepared for the Xfinity race, you know. Well, DJ, how do you prepare? Because, I mean, that's going to be a long day. You get out of the Xfinity car, the ARCA car, and jump into the next 300 lapper. Oh, uh, that's fine. You know, I, I condition pretty well. I'm pretty well conditioned. Uh, I'm at the gym pretty much every day, so that's no big deal. But uh, the more more important thing is just uh, uh, being mentally prepared for Dover. Dover, you know, they call it the Monster Mile for a reason uh, from my here. And, uh you know, when I'm hearing from the other drivers, it's just a physically demanding track. Um, so I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm physically ready for it. So pretty excited. Hi, CJF. Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. It's been a very long time since we've had you on. Um, just so I you know, I haven't heard anything officially, but um, it, the weather's not looking very good, at least from what I've seen at Dover, um, because I've been there before and it's happened like that. So... Um, my first question for you is, uh, you know, talk a little bit about your time at Emberling Gase Motorsports. I know you ran the first two races, and then you were back at Talladega. You know, what's the experience been like there? What have you learned so far in the NASCAR Xfinity Series? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is now my uh, third, fourth year in the Xfinity Series, so, um, you know, pretty well uh, adjusted to it now. Uh, Emberling Gase, they bring great cars. Um, I've made a couple mistakes uh, early in the year. It's, you know, just been really excited to, to get these opportunities and maybe a little overzealous. Um, so, you know, I think we have we have tremendous equipment, uh, but I, I kind of stepped in my own foot a couple of times. So, I think uh, I toned myself down and we get refocused and we're uh, we're ready to take on the next three because we're we're about a quarter of the way through the race season. So we're a third of the way race through the race season. So we have two thirds way to go, and uh, I think we readjusted and we're refocused now and. Ready to, uh, to gain some points and then get some good finishes here. My next question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your run last last year at Texas with, with Ryan C. Racing. You finished 10th. Uh, I mean, did, did you surprise yourself that you ran so well, or, or did you did you just expect it that, you, you know, you, you ran so well at that track that you got the top 10? Yeah, I mean, with us not pitting in the third stage, uh, the tires were really wearing out too much, and uh, you know, it was a great that was a great strategy call by uh, Steve Adams and you know, that guy's a genius and uh, he did a great job of making that call not to pit, not to take tires. And, uh, we got, you know, plenty of packed full fuel so I didn't have to pit in that third stage. And uh, I, you know, I wasn't expecting that and I was very surprised and, and uh, really happy with that outcome. So my next question is uh 
You're going to be in the Xfinity car at Dover. Um, you know, what have you prepared for Dover? Um, have you ran Bristol before? I mean, is that place similar to that? Um, I mean, we're, we're, you know, what, what have you been doing to prepare for Dover before you get in the race car? Uh, a lot of time in the lot, lot of time in the gym. Uh, a lot of synaptic training, uh, but also uh, a lot of eye racing time. Just trying to log laps <laughs> to try to you know get myself familiar with the uh, breaking points and uh, you know and the on like. So I'm trying to talk with other teammates too, like how Dover is where you're on the gas, off the gas, and trying to get the car turned to the center, kind of doing a double apex. Um, but that's kind of all the preparation uh, you can do, you know. Which is not <laughs> no test time available, but I don't think we have money for test time anyways. But so my last question for you is, um, you know, what's it like seeing uh, Joey and Patrick in the car? I know Patrick runs the modified sometimes. Joey dips down and runs some of the local tracks. Uh, you know, I mean, what what have they been able to teach you um, being there? You know, from both of their their perspectives. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's great. I think all, all which what what's cool about all the three of us is we're all thirty years old, right? Like our thirty one, and uh, it's really cool that like we're all young and hungry and want to like uh, perform well in the sport. So um, I think we're all very driven and we all want the same outcome and be successful. So I think I think we all have like we're all pulling the rope in the same direction, you know. CJ being such a young team at Emerald Gates. Man, when y'all roll in, everything looks like y'all been there established for several years. Looks good. What does it feel like to be part of that team? Oh, it's really exciting. You know, I think I think Joey and Patrick do a great job, and uh, we acquired some, excuse me, we acquired some great cars over the off season uh, that I put on the wall. So, but we also have great cars in the stable, and uh, it's, it's been really good. I've been really proud to. Uh, um, to like be a part of their team, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of them and what they're doing. How about giving a shout out to the guys back at the shop to keep this stuff together where you can make it to Dover? Oh man, I was <laughs> yeah. I mean that's part of it too, right? Like they, like I took a really nasty lick at Daytona and I'm really another last nasty lick at Talladega. So I'm very happy that they build these safe race cars. Those guys, they, they work in their tails off, you know, especially. Uh, the, the the schedule is tough, man. Like, I've been trying to spend more time at the shop just to help out because it's just it's a grueling schedule. Sometimes they're there until not. I one time I was there, we were there until like nine, ten o'clock at night. I couldn't believe how hard they were working, you know, and just not not giving up. Well, Joey was on last night and uh, traveling. I'm sure he probably just left the shop or just pulling up. Because I would imagine the truck is on its way or not already at Dover, isn't it? Yep, yep. So they're you know, they're already working on prep for Garland and stuff. And just trying to get everything ready for that. Uh CJ, let's talk about uh, your sponsors, man, the you go around. Oh yeah, I mean Cy Think is a great long time sponsor of mine. It's been with me since twenty eighteen. Uh my first kinda, you know, comes full circle. Uh back at Andy Hellenberg's I made my debut there with the Lucas Oil Race uh, at the Lucas Oil Racetrack in Indiana. Um with Fast Track, and now, um, you know, I'm back with Andy for this one-off deal. Uh, maybe I'll do some more races with Andy, but SIAP has been great. Um, we just came off a uh, convention conference up in Nashville, so we went from the conference down to Talladega. We all drove down, and uh, it's been really great. It's been really great for uh, the SIAP's customers, 
being able to take them out to a race. We're going to have a bunch of our Cyrus customers uh, at the race this weekend at Dover if the rain holds out, which it looks like it well, will for Saturday, at least. Yeah. It, uh, well, it kind of looks like for Sunday it's going to be good, So, and part of Saturday. So, You know, it's weather, dude. It, you just never know. Yep. That's uh, true. Hey, tell everybody where they can keep up with you the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, cjmclaughlin.racing, and then Twitter. I have some handle. I don't know if I go on Twitter that much. But uh, definitely Instagram, cjmclaughlin.racing, and Facebook at cjmclaughlin. CJ, appreciate it. Uh, good luck this weekend, and I'll see you at Darlington. All righty. Good to be looking forward to it. Thanks, Thanks At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. We are... We're going to go ahead and continue our media availabilities with the winner of the race, Ryan Truex. Hello. First win, home track. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels amazing. Um, yeah, it's a huge, I feel like a huge 11-year wait lifted off my shoulders. So now finally people can stop asking me about 2012 here now that I came back and led all the laps I did and, and you know won both stages and won the race. So really good car. That was the main thing, and, and just had to execute all day and made my job pretty easy. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. We will go ahead and open up our questions. We have a bunch here, so we'll try to get to everyone. We'll start with Davey. We'll go to Marty, and then to Zach and Bob. Hey, Ryan. Davey with SiriusXM. Congratulations. Hey. Um, are you the type of guy that when a race is going the way it is for you today? Sorry. Uh, when the race is going I was. Wa- I was waiting for the caution. Yes. yes. If that's your question. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think I held my breath, my breath for 30 laps at the end. Uh, when I got out, I was completely out of breath because I was just like, all right, what's going to happen this time? What's going to be the flat tire or two guys, you know, running into each other? What was going to happen to bring that late caution out? And, uh, you know, I knew we were in control of the race, and I knew we had a big lead, and I was just trying to manage the gap, really. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely waiting. Um for something to happen, and luckily it didn't. I don't know if it was Jason or Stevie, but after the race on the cool-down lap, they were kind of giving you a hard time saying, you're awfully quiet in there. <laughs> were you doing yeah. some self-reflection, emotional? What were the feelings in the car uh, at that yeah. time? Yeah, it was definitely emotional. Um, I'm not a very, you know, people that know me, I'm not an emotional guy, and uh, it took me a minute before I could key up and say anything because I just couldn't talk. Um, yeah, it's just been such a long road, and, you know, a lot of self-doubt along the way and, and just, you know, wondering, is it ever going to happen? Um, am I good enough to do this? You know, there's, it's so easy to doubt yourself and be down on yourself. Um, but, you know, you just keep digging, keep pushing through. And like I said, it was just, you know, a huge, just a huge relief to, to get that, honestly, the white flag. As soon as I got the white flag, I knew it was over. And uh, I just was trying to get it back around, you know, as, as smoothly as I could. Um, and, yeah, I was definitely choking up coming to the checkered for sure. We'll go to Marty, then to Zach, then to Bob. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. It seems like this runs in the family here, Ryan. Martin <laughs> wins his first career cup race at Dover. Now you win your first career Xfinity race at Dover. Just 
What does that mean as well when it comes to coincidence of that? Yeah, it's cool. I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And I think when he won that day, they dominated that race too, from what I remember. So it's cool to do it and make a statement like that. Um, you know, one of the hardest tracks on the schedule. Uh, you know, it's, it's named the Monster for a reason. It's it's a tough track, and you know, a lot of people struggle to figure it out. And you know, I've had my my moments of of trying to figure out how to get around this place. Um, and I have learned a lot from Martin for sure. And that's been a huge help. You know, obviously, JGR's got great cars, and, and they're always good here. Um, but I've had this one circled for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty special. Of, of all the places to get it, it's, you know, where I gave it up 11 years ago with six to go or whatever it was. And, um, you know, felt like that was a huge – could have been a huge turning point in my career. And it's been a, a battle ever since. So to finally come back 11 years later with the same team – and you know, get it done is is really rewarding for me. Obviously, your father was very emotional on top of the pit box, and I guess in victory lane as well. What did he say to you when you finally uh, saw each other? He didn't really say much, honestly. <laughs> I think he was still at a loss for words too. Um, you know, he's obviously he's he's been around racing his whole life, and he's watched Martin and myself come up through the ranks and uh, been a huge part of of our success. And um, you know, it's definitely been, I think frustrating for him as well with you know how my career has been so up and down and, and been so close and just couldn't quite get the job done so he's uh he's definitely seen behind the scenes of how how much I've battled and worked and struggled and you know done everything that I've done to stay relevant in the sport and stay involved and um you know a lot of that resiliency and and um refusal to give up I think comes from from him <laughs> I hope so. I need a new shirt now. <clears throat> I can finally do a wind t-shirt. We'll go to Zach and then to Bob. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Ryan, uh, first of all, congratulations. But I'm, I'm curious, too, um, just how, um, how, how Martin has helped you through this process as well. I spoke to him in Victory Lane, and um, he talked about that journey and that struggle that um, you've put in the effort to uh, behind the scenes to get to this point um, to not only be able to get behind the wheel of this car, but to capitalize on the opportunity, get the win here. Um, how meaningful is that part of it? And, and in what ways has Martin helped you uh, over this journey? I mean, he's helped me really my whole career. Um, you know, he was, when I started racing in 2006, he was already in cup. Uh, so, there was a lot I could learn from him. Um, I came up through the ranks in totally different cars than, than he did up until we got to the, you know, the K&N East series, uh, what's now the Arca East series. And, you know, he was definitely very helpful when, when I got to that, um, kind of that transition to full-size cars. Um, but, you know, he's, he's not one to go out of his way and, you know, call me and be like, here's what you got to do this weekend. He's, he's more of a, you know, if I, if I ask him, he's going to tell me. And if there's something he thinks I really need to know, he'll, He'll send me like a four or five word text. Um, he's definitely an in-person kind of talker. He's not a texter at all, and he's definitely not a phone call guy. So usually I got to find him and and ask. And you know, depending on what it is, he'll text me. Um, you know, but you know what he's been through in his career uh, back in 2013 when he was basically out of a ride, didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you know, to to be you know obviously his biggest fan and watch him battle through that and come out the other side and be a champion, uh, I think, motivated me and, um, you know, inspired me to keep, you know, just keep digging, keep doing what I'm doing. 
uh, like I said, there's been a lot of, of really rough moments behind the scenes for me uh, personally, just trying to battle through all of it and, you know, the the mental side of it, the emotions, the, you know, doubting yourself, all of that that goes into it. Um, you can't you can't doubt yourself as a race car driver and go out and perform, and that's something I've worked hard at this past two years, and I feel like that's something that Joe Gibbs Racing and Jason Ratcliffe, you know, Steve D'Souza, everybody at the Xfinity shop has, you know, given me the confidence, and, you know, they they believe when I get in the car that we can win, and that's, for me, I feel like a huge part of it, and I feel like that's something that I've not quite had over the years, um, so to, to get with a group like this and have that confidence right off the bat has been huge for me and my confidence to be able to go out and, and just do my job, and Days like today makes it feel, you know, makes it feel easy. You mentioned Jason, and um, it, I didn't realize it's already been since 2019 um, since he's been to Victory Lane in the series as well. Um, to bring this whole 19 team to Victory Lane, um, knowing that there are other drivers behind the wheel of this car, um, and the challenges that that can, you know, create. Um, what does it mean to get this team to, to Victory Lane? It's huge. I'm happy to get Jason back in victory lane. He's He was close a few times last year, and I feel like he had some taken away from him, and uh, he definitely deserves it. His cars with multiple drivers last year have been really fast, and I think that just speaks to how good he is and how, how well he can adapt to working with guys of all experience levels and, and ages and driving styles. Um, really enjoy working with him. Uh, just nice, calm level-headed. If I get fired up, he keeps me calm, which is, is good. Definitely need that sometimes. Um, even at the end of the race, he was kind of just, you know, talk me through it, take care of your tires, driving away from him, just, you know, that nice southern twang and low voice is, works wonders. So <laughs> it's cool, and, and yeah, it's, I enjoy working with him, and getting to come back and work with him for a second year in a row, I feel like, was huge for both of us to kind of hit the ground running, and I think we showed that in Phoenix. And um, yeah, I think we I think we both had this one circled on our calendar for sure. Thank you. We're gonna go uh, to the back to Bob, and then over here to Dustin, Mark, and then Stephen. Well, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. Uh, Ryan, you do a lot of the Joe Gibbs sim sessions, correct? Yes. So what's it when in, do, in all this time that you spend in the sim every week? Are you does it add to your confidence or does it add to your frustration knowing that you're doing sim and yet maybe on a lot of those weekends you're not racing? No, honestly, I enjoy it. I feel like, you know, it's something that keeps me kind of in the mix behind the scenes. Um, I, like, I always like to be helping work towards a goal. So if I can help the race team work towards being better and I can give them, you know, any kind of feedback or, or anything that's helpful and helps move the needle, um, that makes makes me feel like I have worth and, and you know, my, my talents and skills are worth something and being put to good use. So I enjoy it. I feel like it's made me a better driver, um, having to run so many laps every week and having to, you know, look at data and really understand what driver inputs and what, you know, a guy behind the wheel can do differently behind the um, or in the car. You know, I get to look at a lot of data of a lot of different drivers and compare driving styles, and, and I feel like I've just learned so much in that area that I've been able to apply. Even when it comes to how I study for the race weekend and I look over, you know, SMT data and um, race tape and all that stuff, I feel like there's so much more that sticks out to me now that I've learned from all my time 
um, in the simulator. We're going to go to Dustin, then Mark, then Steven. Dustin Albino, Jayski, Ryan, in our conversation this morning, I asked you, you know, what, what, is, what do you think this does for you if you win one of the final two uh, starts this year? Now that you've accomplished that, what, what are you thinking? I'm not sure yet. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I, I've said many times my goal is to, to stay with Joe Gibbs Racing and go full-time Xfinity Racing. Um, and I talked to Coach on the phone after the race, and I said, we got to figure out how to make this happen, and he agreed. So I think that's the next step is figuring out how we can – how, how we can do that, and I feel like if I can drive one of these cars every week and, uh, you know, be be on the track every week with this team and this group, you know, I feel like we can win a lot of races and definitely uh, compete for a championship. We'll go to Mark, then Steven, then Zach in the back. Mark Garrow, PRN. Ryan, first, congratulations. It was awesome to watch you from way up high just go through the middle of the corners like nobody else <laughs> all day long. wasn't even close. Is this the way you dreamed of winning your first race? You know, you have two ways maybe of doing it, right? You have the last lap out of turn four pass, and then you have I completely smashed the field <laughs> into the ground. Did, is this the way you dreamed the first win would come? It's I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've dreamed a lot over, uh, over the years of wins, and I feel like before every race I'm like, I daydream about, all right, this is going to be the one, and I, you know, think about how I'm going to come across the line, do burnouts, jump out of the car, you know, all this stuff, and, it's never happened, and, you know, I've had to kind of throttle back on that and, you know, be realistic with myself and almost to the point where I've been pretty, you know, pessimistic about everything. And even in the race today, uh, like I said earlier, just even when I took the lead on, like, lap 20, I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? What's going to ruin my race? What's going to put me a lap down? Where am I going to get a flat tire or have something break or blow up? Whatever it is, um, I feel like I'm always waiting for that to happen. And... Yeah, it's, I think, leading every, or not every lap, leading a lot of laps and winning both stages um, feels a lot better than just pulling it out off the last corner. Uh, you know, shows that I can put a whole race together. We'll go to Steven and Zach. Uh, Steven Stumpf, runtrust.com. Ryan, congrats on the win. Obviously, a long time coming. Uh, you had also mentioned about you know, kind of thinking about what things would go wrong when it was kind of counting down those laps, long green flag run. Huge lead. Obviously, there's also the questions of, uh, you know, the car's trying to make it on fuel at the end. What was going through your mind as those laps ticked down? Well, that that long run there, um, the first 50 laps, I was trying to take care of my tires, and I was just waiting. I was having radio problems. I couldn't hear them very well, and I was waiting for them to tell me to pit, and I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to understand them and miss pit road. So that was my first worry, and... Um, you know, we pitted. I felt like I gave up a little bit of time getting to pit road, just trying to be cautious. Uh, it's so easy to miss pit road here. I haven't raced here since 2018, so I didn't really have a good idea of where I needed to start slowing down. Um, so that was my next worry, if I was going to miss pit road. Uh, we made that. Then I was, you know, trying to make sure I didn't speed, but optimize my speed on pit road. Um, you know, and then, yeah, leaving pit road, it was just a matter of, hoping a caution didn't come out, and, uh, yeah, luckily it didn't happen. And then my second question is, um, one of your runner-up finishes was back in 2012, um, leading late, then the lap car, then Lagana got by. Uh, granted, it's been a long time, but if you're if you're going to win a, um, your first race, did you kind of picture it being at Dover? I mean, I've, I picture it, like I said, I picture it, whatever week I'm going into, I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be the one. And 
I felt like Phoenix was was going to be a really good shot at it after practice and how good we were. Okay. And it was close. Yeah. Um, just ran out of time. But, yeah. yeah, I felt like I always felt like if I could go back to Dover and, uh, you know, redeem myself for that race all those years ago, that it would be pretty special for sure. All right. Thank you. Yep, thanks. We will go to Zach. Zach Catanzaretti, kickingthetires.net. You mentioned your dad, who was uh, pretty quiet but emotional. Martin seemed a bit more, uh, your brother seemed a lot more um, kind of animated. He ran up to the car. <laughs> he was fired up. <laughs> yeah, how, what was he saying to you? What were those emotions from him? Uh, he was just, you know, he said, he said, good job. And, well, he used a lot more colorful language than that. But he basically said, good job, and he was proud of me and, you know, way to get it done. Um, yeah, it was, it was funny to see him run out in pit road when I was looking for victory lane and waving his arms around and all that because, He's not usually very animated like that, um, but he was he was fired up, so it was really cool to see. Are people going to stop calling you Vine Truex Jr. after this? I don't care. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Are there any final questions for Ryan? All right. Congratulations. All Thanks right. for joining us. Thank you. <clears throat> At the floor of Bam Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the south Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air As his voice rose through the roof Spread in the message of his undisputed truth like an old-time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said this is the promised land, it's one of the hardest things in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows, Y'all have down here Smoky days and dreamland ribs Washed down when I go beer King's first place in Montgomery And you know he saw the light Ain't nothing like those sweet magnolia nights It's the tight curves of a southern girl In those town day nights Alabama gang from Hewittown A rocket city ride
to go ahead and continue our media availability as we're now joined by Kyle Bush, driver of the number eight Lenovo Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get to you um, as soon as we can. We'll start in the back with, uh, with Bob and then go to Marty. Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. What do you get out of running like other racing series? You know, obviously Alex gets hurt. We wonder, you know, what do you get out of running other events that you can't get like in a simulator or doing other things? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the differences between real life situation and simulator is entirely different. You know, the G forces, the acceleration, uh, the adrenaline of it, all that sort of stuff. So. Um, you know, for me, I've, I've raced super late models before and micros now probably more recently uh, with the dirt game with, with Brexton doing what he does. So um, it's just, you know, it's the enjoyable nature of being a race car driver and going out and running in, in various series and, and race cars and such. So um, I just enjoy it overall. Um, you know, I, does it give you, does running a micro give you anything for the cup car? No, not really. Um, but it just gives you a sense of competition and getting out there and stacking yourself up against, um, you know, other top talent. And how much concern do you have, if any, over what the five car looked like after that wreck last year with the, you know, with the passenger side caved in and the door bars <clears throat> moving as much? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm no scientist, but I, you see the concern from, the severity of the the damage on the right side of the five, and you can only but wonder what if it was the left side, right? Um, so that's that's a huge issue. Um, but the the bigger matter is what created the damage, you know, and that's the other car didn't sustain much damage, so. The, looking at the 41 and, and seeing some of the stuff on that car, um, you know, it's, it was a brick getting rammed into a stick of butter, you know. Just it's, it's going to smash it if it's built too stiff. All right, we'll go to Marty and then to David and then to Zach. Marty Sakala, Rock Sports Net Race Pro Weekly. KB, uh, looking on the sponsorship side of things, a – Big win for McLaren on Sunday at Talladega, not just with them on the car, but also their website crashed, too, with so many people wanting to check it out. Uh, just a big deal. What do you think of that from your perspective? That's the KFB factor. <laughs> Love the humor as always. Right. Um, no, I mean, I, that's what we're all hopeful for, right? We, we want to drive attention to the sponsors and having the sponsors get that notoriety and, and getting people to check out their products and buy their products and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I... I can't tell you the last time, if ever, I ever grilled on a charcoal grill, but I did on Saturday night at Talladega with uh, my McLaren custom grill with the number eight on it and my signature on the lid and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we had some, some great steak and some hamburgers and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun uh, to do that and to have them be a part of our weekend, our winning weekend in Talladega. You know, it's 15 years since the last time I was lucky. So, um, you know, you you, you got to have those every once in a while. So it was Unfortunate we didn't get the luck that we needed in Daytona, but it was nice to have it last week. We'll go to David, then to Zach, and then to Claire. David Hoffman, Speed Sport. Kyle, uh, just how would you describe the energy around the facility here recently, just with how you guys have been able just to hit the ground running right away? Where at? Just at the, 
at the facility, at the at the shop, everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think morale's high. You know, I think everybody uh, from the Xfinity shop and and the Cup shop uh, has done a tremendous job. Um, you know, early in the season, I think Richard was in victory lane four weeks in a row or something. It seemed, you know, five weeks maybe. But um, you know, it was nice to to finally get a Cup Series Speedway win for me and and to have that be a part of rcr with their legacy and everything of their history at talladega was was really cool so um you know i know all the guys are are pumped up everybody at the shop's excited uh that's two wins for us on the year so far and we're hoping for more obviously we'll go to zach and then to claire zach sterniolo nascar.com kyle uh you you talked about how high the, the morale is at rcr right now uh i'm curious what your relationship with Austin, uh, how that has evolved over these uh, first 10 weeks of the season. Obviously, um, you've gotten off to a great start. He's gotten off to a little bit of a slower start, um, at least results-wise, right? So um, what kind of conversations have you guys had, if any, um, and, and what's the dynamic between the two of you as teammates? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously been in our team meetings every week, and, you know, we continue to, to talk about our stuff and how can we get better and what, what things can we look for and try to do. And, I think a lot of that's going to come into play uh, this weekend and next weekend. So I'm I'm very optimistic and hopeful uh, that we'll have some really strong runs uh, at Dover and Kansas. Um, you know, I thought Austin did a fantastic job with what we had um, at at Martinsville. You know, running 12th there that was that was good. Um, I think he was actually better than me at at the Bristol Dirt Race. Uh, had a better long run car than I did. I could go on the short run, but not the long run. So. Uh, he got the finish he deserved out of that. I didn't do a good enough job to get to get the finish that, that we needed out of that one. So, um, you know, obviously we all have our ups and downs. I, I would say that we've struggled at times uh, this year for sure, you know, Martinsville being probably the worst. But um, that doesn't mean that we don't don't go to work and, and try to figure that out and make it better for both of us. We'll go to Claire and then to Steven. Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You say you're not a scientist, but you're a really smart guy. You're a dad who has a kid racing and you're bringing him up, you're a team owner, you understand Rick Hendrick and his thoughts probably with a couple of his drivers now out after injuries, et cetera. When you see the flip of Alex Bowman, what do you think of and how do you look at the cars you get in or the cars your son gets in on the safety side of it? I mean, it would be a full-time job probably to prepare everything right, but how, how stickler of a guy are you in that area and how do you look at it? Yeah, um, you know, safety first, right? Um, that's been my biggest thing is I always make sure that my seats are right, they're mounted right, they're in the position that I want them in. Uh, the seats that we buy for Brexton are safe and secure and really good seats. And, you know, we'll go, depending on his vehicle that we're in, you know, we'll go to lengths of lightening the seat and, and doing some stuff to the point in which we feel comfortable. Um, but like his junior sprint stuff, we, we don't touch that. We leave it alone and um, as is from manufacturer. So, um, yeah, I mean, safety is, is all of our concern. It's all of our priority. Um, there's been so many advancements over the years, but um, you know, there, there's there's never the you're never going to trump um, natural occurrences, right? Uh, it's just going to happen. So I haven't seen the Bowman crash, but um, you know, grateful that that he'll be okay, and that um, you know, I remember Chase at the Chili Bowl. Last year or the year before, uh, he had a violent flip as well. And so, uh, you know, he, he was okay after that. It's just the nature of running those cars a lot of times. Um, I stick to the micro game. They're a little bit slower at a little bit shorter tracks. So you hope that you end up okay. But um, there's injuries in that as well, too. 
Stephen. Uh, Stephen Stump, FrontChurch.com. Kyle, back to your Talladega win. It had been 15 years since your last win there. You Often it comes down to the luck of the draw at the end. Kind of knowing how long it has been, was there kind of like an extra sense of relief, an extra sense of, sense of excitement when you guys were able to finally get it done there? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think any time you get a win, obviously that's exciting. That's that's obviously what we all strive to do each and every week. You know, you, um, <clears throat> I've been good a lot and have won a lot of races not at restrictor plate tracks and haven't had a whole lot of restrictor plate wins and been lucky enough to get those wins. So, um, you know, there are guys that are better at that style of racing than, than maybe me, but I still think it comes down to circumstances at the end and where you are and how it all works and what all happens and, um, you know, it's just the nature of that beast of, of restrictor plate racing. So, yeah, thankful to win, but um, isn't really a, a defying factor for our season. All right. Thank you. Scott? Zach Tanzavetti, kickingthetires.net. A pretty fun post uh, this week with you and Samantha. Uh, looked like you were doing some kind of segment together. Can you get some context as to what you guys were up to? Uh, yeah, you must be talking about uh, Celebrity Game Face. Uh, we were on that show with Kevin Hart and uh, his wife and then a couple other uh, of his buddies. So we were all kind of just playing games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and it was just kind of unique, kind of fun. Um, you know, thanks to the network for, for allowing us on there and being a part of that. Uh, it was really cool to have some FaceTime with, with him. And, um, yeah, just check out our social. Uh, it was on E. So got to go watch. And we'll take one final question from Dustin. Dustin Albino, JC.com. Uh, Kyle, on the truck side, Chase Purdy has as many top tens this year as he did in the last two years combined with his other teams. How have you seen him kind of develop over the first third of the year? Yeah, um, I, I, I've been excited about that, you know. Um, you know, with Chase and Jack and Sanchez, they all had a legit shot to win Atlanta. I mean, they were all running up front, top three, top four. It was really, really cool. I was I was hoping that we were going to get in victory lane. Unfortunately, uh, circumstances just didn't work out there at the end on that last lap. But, um, you know, Purdy's done a good job. He went to Vegas and was smooth and consistent, ran in the top ten. Um, you know, Texas was a little bit more of a struggle where he ran tenth to twelfth but finished tenth, um, where Sanchez was dominating that race, leading that race. So there's definitely still some some things that we can work on, obviously, to, to help those guys be better and get better. Um, you know, top tens are great, but uh, being up front contending for race wins is, is what it's all about and, and where he wants to be. I know he wants to be, and he's been working hard at that. Uh, him and Jimmy Villeneuve, they've, they've really uh, built a good working relationship thus far. It's exciting to see that, as well as all the drivers and, and crew chiefs at our place. It's, it's going real well. All right, Kyle. Thank right, you. Cool. Good luck this weekend.
Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems.